0: Ah, uh, Mountaineer Nation. Zach came in with me, joined me. We we kind of dissected the Texas Tech win, the sweep of uh, Beard's Red Raiders there from Lubbock. Big-time victory. Kind of a statement on the national stage for our Mountaineers. We're also going to kind of go into, uh, after breaking that down, at around the 40-minute mark, we're going to start looking at the rest of the country. Play a little fraud versus contender. Um and sort of how we feel like that team may or may not match up with the Mountaineers uh, for a potential uh, ball game there in the dance in March. Um, and then finally, we're going to kind of look into the very last little portion of the show, kind of what's the ceiling potentially for this West Virginia team in terms of a seed for March. Um, they've got them anywhere from the three line, but we kind of even uh, ponder and kind of uh, take a look and, and think about Uh, projecting it out maybe where that that's how high could this basketball team get um you know and could it could it reach a one even maybe potentially or a two uh zach's really high on the one potential um we'll kind of let you kind of let you decide for yourself there but you guys know what to do if it's in the morning grab that coffee feel stuff it's in the evening grab the drink come on back because we're talking everything about the big win versus tech and the mountaineers moving forward here on the porch going on my friend. <clears throat> what do you say Blaine? Oh man you know what I'm actually doing right now I'm uh, I'm breaking out a broom um, and uh, I'm using it a, I'm using it in my kitchen uh, kind of sweeping up some stuff might even need it tomorrow if that snow it's going to be on the cars if we really get that snow but uh, you know I think the man on your basketball team used one of those brooms there the other night too didn't didn't we?
1: Yeah
0: two out of two to Chris Beard's chagrin. Hey man, when he went all centerfold there, pent up model, uh, crossing the legs there at the end, that was just, it was classic, man. A thing of beauty. Um, in all honesty, at least in my book, he got his money's worth. He really did. And I think that you you kind of almost like, sort of like hugs him, it's like, kind of when he gives him the dap there. He's like, "Yep, you know what? Absolutely." You know, he says respects the hell out of Chris. You know, you keep you keep hearing him talk about how. He's kind of the guy who's really, um, you know, kind of been—you uh, want to call it—the father of the of the roster management. Not just the one and duns, but the roster management age of college basketball. You always hear Huggy kind of giving him a lot of praise, and uh, thought that was really cool on his on his behalf. He acted like a bit of a jackass on that call. Um, I think he might have been right though.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <He's> right <too. laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but you know. I'll, all things being considered uh, was was kind of a fun, fun ending, especially for us. And the Tech fans were cheering too. Um, and I thought to myself, you know what? We've been there before, but it's kind of nice to know that you're the team on the other end. of. They can get that cheer there, but they're going to be pissed off once he leaves the floor.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think the Huggins kind of – he can at least understand where Beard was coming from. He's been there himself before, so he – you can understand, but I I totally respect the hell out of Beard for going over there and giving them the knuckles.
0: Uh, yeah, a good game. There's no dabbing them up. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, you know, a real real recognized real. Um, right. and uh, Beard definitely recognizes the the battle that the um, that hugs and and the Mountaineers and, and his Red Raiders had just kind of went through <laughs> and had done twice in the past two weeks. Zach, I kind of want to kind of get kind of get it rolling here tonight with sort of um. I want to pat ourselves on the back here, real quick, from last from last from last pod. We um, we both said, you know, and kind of uh, agreed upon if if we hold Mac McClung to that uh season average of, of seventeen, we felt pretty good about our chances. And uh, what was that final tally there for Mac on a Tuesday night?
1: I'd be seventeen, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I think that's hashtag analysis.
0: Yeah, that's that's putting. That's, I honestly just thought you said that's Teddy analysis because I'm because <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm watching peeking a little peek here at some uh, Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, and you're just seeing just seeing some Teddy the Teddy Allen show um, here for the Cornhuskers. I thought you said Teddy analysis. No, but that that is some analysis there.
1: Um, t- analysis. That's Teddy analysis.
0: Yeah, I mean, Zach. I mean, let's kind of let's kind of dive into the into the numbers here just a little bit further too in this game. Um, you know, and I did a did a kind of look at a stat earlier today since Oscar or excuse me he ha, he who shall not be named has left the program West Virginia has averaged seventy nine point three points per game um I mean I'm not saying that that's you know elite elite, but it's pretty damn good and for college basketball I don't know when the last time we've been Averaging damn near 80 is 80 a night. And I think it just changes the whole complexion and kind of feel for how, how we feel about this team moving forward and how the rest of the nation kind of views us too um, after these big wins here of late.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's become more of a staple, more of a certainty than a trend in the past month, what our offense can be and what it's shown to be. I mean, we're shooting the lights out of the ball game in, game out. And,
0: Shooting the leather off it, as Chris Patola told us about 25 times last night.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any more leather on that one.
0: <laughs> I don't think there is either. Sean literally scorched it off um, with his start there in the first half. Man, you know, it's kind of one of those things, and I don't know about you, Zach, but when I see the ball go in a couple times for him, I just think, here we go, man. I know you've caught him the hot boy more than a few times here, but, um, you know, as we kind of dive into this game here a little bit, I mean, He comes out firing first, first shot, uh, you know, money, and you thought you had a three nothing lead. I think they came back and only gave him a two on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. But I mean, great, great tone setter to see him putting the ball in the basket early the way he was in that game.
1: Oh, no doubt. And shooters traditionally are streaky, and he's no exception, but he was definitely on the high side last night. Another career high performance. That's the, uh, Fifth one in total, fourth player to get a career high in the past month. If you're keeping track, um, you had had Deuce. You were my career friend. High. <laughs> you had Deuce get his career high the first time against Texas Tech with 25. You had Culver with 28 against Florida. Then you had two career highs with Taz and Deuce again on Saturday, and then Sean yesterday. That's that's mm-hmm. no coincidence. I think that's a complete telling of the story of our offensive change, but. Yeah, you're right. Sean was absolutely lighting it up. And what I really liked is that it wasn't just a one-half affair. First time against Kansas, he blew it up. He couldn't be stopped. They made adjustments in the second half, and they shut him down. This time, 15 in the first half, 11 in the second half, that's a complete performance out of him, and you love to see it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, clutch, clutch at the free throw line down mm-hmm. the stretch. Um, you know, I any mean, anytime a guy goes five or seven from the three-point line. Yeah. Pretty impressive, and you know, Zach. What's what? If you think about it, though, if I'm not mistaken, made four of those threes in the first half. Correct? Let me think. Believe you. And then, right, yeah. Because then, because I remember kind of thinking to myself, there at the very end of the half, you know, couple heat check, a uh, couple heat check shots that I wasn't necessarily thrilled with from him, but you know, you'll take it because if he puts up a couple like that, you know that he's made four or five before that, mm-hmm. but his only three in the second half was a huge one, obviously, um, that we're all going to remember. And so, you know, I, I want to get back to the first half, but I, it just kind of begs the question right here, right now, Zach. Bigger three-pointer in the game in your mind, JB's big three to take back the lead at 63-60, or are you going with Sean's at the end of the clock there to take the 68-63 to lead and kind of really get that nice little separation from
1: them i don't have to go with Sean's. I mean, he was just tearing up all night. And at that point in the game, that was a real momentum shift because Texas Tech was just hanging in there, hanging in there. And they played a good defensive possession there, got us to the very end of the shot clock. Deuce manages to find Sean out of some log jam in the lane. And Sean put a nice sidestep on the guy and drained it as the shot clock expired. And that's that's a shot that kind of takes the breath out of the, out of your opponent when it goes down because – like I said, they they played a good possession of defense there. But it yeah, just
0: wasn't- you played a solid 29 seconds of defense, and then somebody puts up a shot with a second left and and drains it in somebody's face. Yeah, absolutely. The
1: wind out of your sails.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's you know, and we'll we'll kind of we'll circle back into both of those big shots, but it just it just popped in my head, and I'm like, I gotta I gotta get the initial thought there, uh, kind of the exit poll there from you on which one you thought was bigger, Oh, yeah. um, and you know. But like you said, Sean in the first half kind of carrying the team. And, what you know, and let's kind of, as we kind of look at this, you know, and think about it a little bit. I mean, Deuce McBride leaves in the first half after that charge um, that he got called for. McClung stepped in on him. Um, He doesn't play the final 11 minutes of the half. And yet, West Virginia still is taking a lead at halftime. And, you know, for the most part, Zach, I would say you felt like, you know, the offense was flowing pretty well, you know, you, you weren't necessarily making a lot of three pointers in the, um, you know, you weren't necessarily making a lot of three pointers um, other than Sean there in the first half, but, you know, you, you could kind of feel like, Hey, we, we're doing, we're moving the ball. Well. And I think that was partially due to Jordan McCabe really playing well
1: there um, in the first half, especially. Yeah, I completely agree. You you would expect, and they kind of did it first when Deuce went out, but you would expect them to be a lot less efficient, a lot less effective offensively, especially without Deuce on the court. And they really didn't miss near as much of a beat as you would expect and as much as they've shown in the past. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the way the lineups are set up now where there's a lot more shooting on the floor, there's a lot more offense to where you don't have to quite rely on Deuce's scoring ability as much when he's out on the floor. So when you have multiple guys out there who, who can make shots and get you buckets, you're not missing him quite as bad. And honestly, it just, like you said, the flow was still there. Jordan did a nice job of facilitating the offense. And we, we let Texas Tech get back into it a little bit after Deuce went out. They closed the gap once, but we stretched it right back out to about six, seven points there. And, you know, I was, I was supremely impressed with that to go 11 minutes of the first half against a team like that in their home gym and hold the lead at halftime, that's, that's a big indication to me that we're, we're a good team overall. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's it's not just one man. Right. Um, you know, first half, uh, shooting there for the Mountaineers, 14 to 29. Um, and I, Zach, I don't know why I keep looking at this three point number and, and not feeling like it's correct on their site. They say three of nine. And I, I felt like Sean had, had definitely poured in, um, a few more threes than than that three and nine indicates there, but that could be he might have been three of three and then made a made that long two, which maybe is what I'm thinking there. And then I know he took the ball at the cup there a couple of times as well. Um, but you know, also big when you think about it because you're able to do this without Taz Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was some big news. You know, you're sitting there. You're I don't know how you are, but I I typically like to 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 get the the phone app radio ready there around eight 8.30ish or so, or, you know, or 30 minutes before tip. And, like, to listen to what Hugs has to say. He's always pretty enlightening, um, gives you a good good view of what's going on. His feelings always jovial, the, the first part with Tony. And then, you know, kind of, you know, breaking down the opponent. But when he kind of mentions, you know, last night, hey, uh, Taz, you know, may not be a go. It was like a whoa. Uh, the ears perked up. You're, you're, um, you're in that kind of that holy shit mode um, because you knew how important he was against Kansas pouring in 25 you thought man we could have really used his scoring here against a great defensive team uh, and a team that builds their culture around defense in Texas Tech you thought man we're gonna need that guy and then Sean for him to go off for 26 it's just like it feels like now Zach you know you made the point about we have a bunch of different guys that can make shots it feels like and it's nice to know that you don't always have to have the certain guys doing it. Like Deuce didn't really do much in the first half. You're still up because Sean can come through and, and make plays. And I love the way we, we, uh, we haven't mentioned him yet though, but the way we rotated and got the ball into Culver. I mean, that was a absolute um, staple of the game plan. And he kind of took it over
1: there in the early part of the basketball game. Yeah, he did. He really set the tone and I I'm just amazed you mentioned us playing without Taz. To hang 82 on these guys in their gym, like you said the other day, they pack it. I mean, they, they, they have fans in there. but
0: They got 42,500 is what they say. Yeah,
1: they, that's about right. <laughs> you know, they, they are loud. Despite the low amount of fans and lower than normal, they, they crank it up. And still dropping 82 in their, in their arena and doing it without Taz, doing it without Deuce for more than half of the first half, doing it without Derek for more than half of the second half. Those three factors make this win even more impressive, in my opinion. And I'm sure you would have made the comment at some point, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there. First big 12 win on the road against a top 10 team, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's impressive. I'm, I'm happy to
0: see that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I was kind of shocked when they showed that graphic that we had never gotten one. I feel like we've been on the doorstep
1: maybe out of those ten times, probably four or five of them. Um, well, buddy of mine, but was never never able to finish it off. buddy all. of mine and I were talking about that because we were surprised too. We were 0 and, 0 and 10 in those situations in our tenure in the Big 12 at this point before last night's win. We were like, well, let's be honest here. The majority of our top ten opponents on the road have probably been in our field house.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh you probably might be I mean, like you said, more than likely majority of those are Kansas. Uh you know, I'm thinking you might have had a tech another Texas Tech in the mix mm-hmm. there. Mm potentially in Oklahoma at some point in time. Um with Buddy Heald and those guys. I think that we played them maybe once or twice when they were top team. But man, I mean, the level and it and, and also just one of those things, regardless of where the ranking is or not the whole nation was kind of if you're a college basketball fan i think you were tuning in on that one that was a big one you know um and for us to now come away with two i'm not going to say signature but but in the same token of respect because those are those are signature type wins that you you know when they have this little preview show on saturday to kind of preview the bracket quote unquote um those are going to be ones that pop up as big wins for West Virginia, you know. And I don't know about Kansas as much, but those two Texas Tech wins, they'll definitely be highlighted as, uh, you know, good wins for the Mountaineers.
1: For sure. I mean, those are, like you said, those are ones that pop up in the box of of key wins. And those are the wins that elevate your seed line because, you know, you're showing that you can beat top-end competition. And that's what we did. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, Zach,
0: one thing – about this team, um, that puts us on that ability to be a top Type C team. Um, I think it's the ability to hit free throws, my friend. I think you know. You th- look at that game last night. You're nine of twelve from the line in the first in the first half. You end up shooting 27 free throws in the second half. Granted, we had some technicals there at the end and foul game got involved, but you end up shooting 29 of. Thirty-nine from the line, seventy-four point four percent. You think about Gabe O'Saboyan and Derek Culver combined from the free throw line in this game end up going, and I and I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Zach. Twelve of seventeen. Gabe five of eight. Culver seven of nine. Incredible. I mean, it it's it's one of those it's it's one of those things where if we can get even close to that type of production from those two, and I think Derek may have figured this bad boy out, buddy. And I'm and I'm going to go directly to the first piece of wood that I can find here <laughs> real quick and uh, knock on that bad boy right now. But, man, and you just see the confidence in him early. When he got to the line and was making free throws, you could just feel like, hey, this offense is going to be fine in this first half, even without Deuce. It felt like, okay, we're going to lean on Derek here and – we were able to really lean on Derek, especially in that first half with his performance there.
1: No doubt, uh, you'll take you'll take that clip from from Derek and Gabe from the line every night, and do it with a smile on your face. But if you, if you slash forty nine from the field, fifty from three, 74, 75 from the free throw line, I mean, you're you're a damn good offensive team right there. That's a damn good shooting team, and it's something that we've definitely not been accustomed to over Huggs' tenure and. I think it's something we can get used to. It's it's like I said at the out, at the outside, outset. It's it's more than just kind of maybe a trend. Now it's it's a legit thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and then you know to to break off. I know we said earlier in those eight games um, or the game since since Hugh has to not be named has left with seventy nine point three. If you take out the, even the three games that you played before the COVID pause. Uh, you're at 81, and that includes a 69-point performance against the Kansas State team that, if we played them, probably wasn't our first game back off of uh, dealing with the COVID. Who knows how many points you could have put on the board there?
1: No doubt. And I, You see what they did against Texas last night. They yeah. had them down to the wire. Texas is becoming less and less impressive every game. Yeah, they really are. There's something
0: something going on there with them. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's definitely something going on with them. Um Zach, I kind of want to, you know, let's get in here a little bit now into the second half before we kind of break off and kind of get really into some different stuff here about this game. But, you know, you go into the locker room, you're up six, you got to feel like, you know what, I, at least I felt like, man, we're playing a great game, we're looking good. Obviously, we know a long way to go in this game. But you still felt like, okay, you know, if we continue to do what we do, we have an excellent chance to win this game. Was there ever a point in time coming out of the locker room? Because, you know, unfortunately, we know how this kind of goes for us at times. Um, second half, sometimes we don't have that same energy and boost right off the top here of late when we start off the second half of games. I'm not really sure what it is, but it seems like at times we lose it. And tech really kind of, it seemed like, cut into that really quickly there on us to start the, to start the, uh, the second half. Um, were, you, were you nervous at all there at cer- a at certain point, especially there, uh, probably right around, I, I mean, I'd say, I think they got it down to about two there right after the first TV timeout.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit and I think part of that was the fact that we didn't have Taz. Uh, not having that scoring on the floor at all, just not even having him out there the whole entire game, That that kind of gave me a little pause. You know, we've shown that even if we give a little ground back that we have established, we're still able to maintain, get the lead back, and mm-hmm. come out with a victory. But that's a big, that's a big guy to be missing. So that kind of gave me a little bit of, of nerves, a little bit of butterflies. But yep. I knew Perfect. that Deuce was going to pull through, and he did. He put us on the back in the second half. Eighteen. And great, five. great point about that, Zach. Yeah, great point about that because
0: you know, even despite them getting back into it. Right off the bat in the second half, you see Deuce make a shot. Then you see Sean making one of his one of his threes there. He actually made you know, two of them there in the second yep. half, actually. Um, made that three right off the top, got it back to nine. You know, they kind of are cutting it down a little bit on us. Um, but you said, okay, you know, you, you weren't necessarily, um, I, I, I guess, kind of too, too disappointed there, too, because she gave, get to the line, then you backdoor cut, you're back up six. You're feeling pretty good about – where you're at, um, then Culver gets that foul at about what 14:43, I believe. There, the span where he gets the two quick fouls. Got the foul, um, you know, on the potential and one there on Shannon on the on the uh, the dunk. Got that foul. Oh, actually, you know what, Zach, I'm I'm mistaken. Culver had one foul. That's what I mean. You talked when we were talking about this yesterday. We were kind of flummoxed about how many fouls he had. He got the foul on defense. Then he got the foul they called mm-hmm. on the charge, and then they got and then he got the other foul there. Um, so I mean, essentially, got himself you know about no. Excuse me. You're right. There was only two. The chart the charge was at 1546, and then he got the the foul at 1459. We took him out right afterward. Um, but I mean, at that point in time, you're thinking, man. I, I, at least I was thinking to myself, you know. Yeah, we've we've done great, and we can we can still hang on this thing without Culver. But man, this is this is going to be interesting because it's right back down to a dead even game. Granted, I was pretty happy that we saw Silva pick up his fourth not too much later, and so it really just became a small man's game.
1: So you you want to talk about a small man's game? You're on Emma Matthews at his whole 215 pounds at the five. That's a that's a small small ball lineup, and actually. Absolutely. And you had, you had Jalen running some yeah. five, too. Thankfully, there. Texas Tech is a team that you can feel comfortable running that small against because they run pretty small anyway. Yeah. But it, it yeah. was definitely a matchup with the small ball lineups.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think that's one thing kind of looking forward for us, that if you have, a, if you have sort of a concern um, about this team, it would be that right there, right? If there it goes down. Yeah, we can run Jalen at it. Yeah, we can run Emmett at it. But if that team has a true post presence down there, that could be interesting for us. I feel like that's one thing. You know, Gonzaga's got a couple big guys that are pretty good. And, you know, Zach, I'm comparing us to the best of the best because I think that's where we're at. So, um, you know, I mean, Gonzaga would be tough. I mean, Wisconsin team, You know, Wisconsin's got a couple bigs that are decent. Iowa with Garza, but, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where I don't want to see a team have multiple bigs they can throw at you. Texas is a name that comes to mind. You talked about them earlier. Um, Because if we really only have – I mean, we really only have one guy that we truly, truly want to use down there in the post. We've got about two or three other ones that can kind of go chameleon on it at times. But, I mean, you mentioned Emmett being the five. He was also coming out there and stepping out on Mac McClung a good bit yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think the majority of the time that we ran man defense because we threw that matchup zone in there. The
0: little point drop, I love it, man. Love it. You know what's funny? You mentioned that real quick, Zach, and I want to get back to what you have to say about it, but when, when it's funny when they ask Hugs, well, you know, can you prepare for it, and Huggs says, I don't know how anybody can prepare for, prepare for it because I don't even really know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. I mean, now granted, obviously the guy's being a little modest, and we know we know Huggy Bear um, there wouldn't give the secret away if he could or would, you know. But it's still wild to me um, that that the point drop is to that point where like it's like, well, you know, what I mean, I tell you, but I, I'm not really even sure. Right,
1: Playing a little coy.
0: <laughs> oh, I definitely play a little coy, but I mean, it it is it, it, it's just different, you know. It's so different. And it and it gives you such a, a, a different element um, that I think it's hard to prepare for. I don't like he says it's not something he wants to use
1: for a full forty, but man, it can be very very useful uh, when you use. Yeah, it reminds you of how the Final Four team in 2010 utilized the one through one so well they to that degree because mm-hmm. they use it a good bit on their run. But if it's something that we can utilize and throw teams off, then absolutely do it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, a hundred percent, any, 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 anything that you can use to get that even that slightest advantage, especially in big games like this, you, you take them and you run with them. Um, Zach, you know, you brought up an interesting point there about the, about the 2010 team and the, uh, and the changing defenses in, in this team, man, I'm starting to see more and more little similarities for, for this team that remind me of 2010. There's, there's really nothing in terms of their styles that is alike at all, but it's sort of the DNA of the team that I'm starting to just feel some – there's just a, a few things here and there that really feel similar between this team. The ability to bring out the, the change-up D, and, and really and it really works for him. Um, and then, obviously, emergence of kind of a guy that uh, you want to have the ball at the end of the game. I mean, have we had a guy, in your opinion, as good as 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 good as Joan Staten was, as good as Carter was, we haven't had a guy like Deshaun who you who felt who you felt like was going to make the shot no matter what, um, since him. And now you have it with uh, with Deuce. I, I couldn't like. agree more. He's
1: he's got the ice in his veins. He's unflappable. He can live up to any moment. At least to this point, he has. He's a he's a gamer. He, no moment seems to be too big for him, and he's a guy that you one million percent want to have on your team when it comes to tournament time.
0: Absolutely. And, and Zach, you know, kind of – you mentioned how first half uh, Deuce only has two. Obviously, he's only playing about eight, nine minutes, still getting his feet wet in the game. You can feel that from him. But then you told me he comes out in the second half with 18. That
1: is correct. That's correct,
0: right? Yeah. And it's wild because, you know, you kind of sat there and said, well, Deuce isn't going to get to his average tonight at times there, right? You kind of – you know, they pop it on the screen, you're saying – Eh, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not sold on him getting there, and then, by God, he does. Um, it's now granted, you know, he, like we mentioned earlier, made a lot of free throws there down the stretch, but, still, great to see a guy, like like that, you know, able to, essentially, even though Sean was the headline, Deuce was again, you know, the closer, and I don't think there's anybody in college basketball that quite has that closer mentality. Like I tend him. to
1: agree with that, and it's crazy when an 18-point second half is kind of, like we talked about earlier today, kind of quiet. Like, he's, he spread his points That's out it. throughout. I mean, he had some bursts here and there, but it was consistent throughout the entirety of the second half, and he came out firing right from the jump in the second half. He put up a quick mid-range that he banged in to start the second half, and he
0: Made that big three 2 if I yeah, right, remember correctly. Right as well. in the
1: dude's face. I mean, he had little room to breathe, and it was at a crucial moment. He, it was a bucket we really needed to have, and he just yanked it and right, right. No, no hesitation. Absolute, just
0: dead, dead center. Killer. Stared him down. Boom, bang, bang, bis. Exactly. Killer mentality. It's funny as heck because sitting here and you think about it, we made seven threes in the game, and I remember the two that weren't made by Sean almost as much as I remember the big ones made by Sean.
1: Yeah, no doubt. They were big time. Like you said earlier, the one from Jalen, massive three. The one we just talked about from Deuce, huge. And obviously the other ones that Sean hit. But yeah. one thing I like about our threes yesterday, I, I like even though we are a good shooting team now, which is still weird to say, it, it's just <laughs> I, love, it's I love weird. It to say but i like that we didn't shoot him in volume yesterday we've we've gotten the tendency to shoot over 23s a game which you know naturally is going to happen whenever you can take them seven to 14 mm-hmm. that's an efficient day from, from the outside absolutely well
0: hey and zach you know why we remember the deuce three because that was right after mcclung had just made gotten in the paint and they had taken the first lead i believe maybe in the ball game um if if not if not the ball game it sure as hell felt like it. Um, <clears throat> it made that big pop that big three. Then you know Peavy got the got the lay in um, after that, and then we get the big three by Jalen. Uh, nice little you know nice kind of handoff there. He pops it, huge shot with seven minutes. Then you, you know you mentioned how we were able to force McClung into a miss, um, you know, and we end up getting a couple free throws from. Uh, from Sean there to put us up five right there as we're kind of rolling into about five minutes to go in the game. Um, I will say as much as I love Jordan last night, that shot that he put up in uh, there, latest in the game, about five minutes up five was one of the worst
1: shots I thought of the entire. Yeah, it was ill-timed. He had made shots in the first half and I was glad to see him take them and make them, but that was a bad time for that one. And it wasn't a high percentage shot for him anyway, you know, he had a guy on his dip still to a certain degree. who's right. was fading away, and you know it's the mid it's the mid range area. Yeah, We've kind of relegated yeah. that area to just a couple guys on our team between Taz and, and Deuce, so we'll let them stick to that. Yeah, yeah. hey, hey, Sean, Sh- Sean's uh, trying he's, to get in that area best. too, buddy.
0: <laughs> Sean is trying to get in that area too. Um, you know, because then you have the you have the foul there. Um, by McCabe, we end up taking, you know, the timeouts, and it kind of, you know, at that point in time, uh, Burton, who I thought played pretty well for them last night, better than I've seen him yet at Wichita or at Wichita, better than I've seen him yet at Texas Tech. Uh, I thought he was a pretty good player at Wichita. Um, then, boom, we have this, we have the spot there at about five minutes to go in the game, when they bring in back Santa Silva, and we bra- we bring back in Culver, and you know that's that's when the big play of the game happens and I think one of the crucial things though we didn't lose our head there after after Jalen had the turnover we were able to end up making a nice play forcing a tough shot by Shannon and then Sean McNeil makes the magic happen um like you said you know looking back on it now Zach I think if i you know I haven't voted yet in my precinct I'll probably still pick that as the
1: big shot of the game um
0: I think you're right about that, it was, buddy. It was just
1: massive. Like I said, to take their breath away after they locked us down for 29 seconds on the shot clock, it's, it's just one of those things that, as a defense, when they make that shot, you just kind of throw your head back and roll your eyes like, what the hell else could I have done?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what can we do? You know, and, and then we forced a tough shot again by Shannon. Uh, I think we did a really good job on him in the second half after he kind of was – Getting pretty aggressive and getting to the cup a lot in the first half, uh, you know we kind of were able to slow him down some, you know, end up, end up kind of having a, a, a spot there where, and I think I think the play of the game, Zach, is then when we do the offense for defense substitution, we kind of have a rugged minute there where, uh, if I remember right, I think Emmett had a Emmett had a foul, I think um, I'm from not remembering correctly here. Kind of a scrum for a ball. They end up getting end up getting a couple a couple points that they probably shouldn't have got. Um, but then you know, we we get it into culver, get Santos Silvas fouled out, great move on the spin and one, boom, he's gone. You're up seven after he makes the free throw. Love how Hugs then takes him offense for defense out. You don't want to get him as fifth. You want Gay back in there. Now he got a seven point lead. We want a couple stops. Um, I mean, I you know what? I mean, that's the biggest three-point play of the game. That's not a even good shots.
1: point. And it goes back to Derek making a free throw and making it in a, in a timely fashion. We, we got to make those late ones, and that's, that's one thing I noticed, and it was really nice to see from our perspective, us making free throws down the stretch and watching another team that wasn't us miss them. Texas has a few late free throws. It's a couple, cost yep. them. And it was nice for it to happen to somebody other than us. Yeah, for once, right? I mean, and,
0: and you know, it's, it's kind of funny though, Zach, because after that, after that kind of situation uh, occurs there, you know, we take that seven point lead, and then we don't, we don't, we're not able to close it out yet quite. You know, they make the three pointer by Shannon to get it back to two, 71 69, after they made a couple of free throws, you know. Um Emmett unfortunately misses misses both free throws um you know when he had a chance to to go up seven. Um, tough tough for him and I'm sure that's something he's gonna really be working on hard is is the free throw game there late. Um took it took a hard spill though too on that, you know. But I know that's something he's gonna want to improve upon for sure going forward. But I'm I'm glad that the foul got called on McClung on that inbounds play, and Jalen knocked down two of them just calmly to give us the four-point lead, Able then to get another stop. Deuce makes a couple more free throws. Um, and that, you, I think you might even text me after Gabe made his and said <laughs> We're it's over. happy about that. Um, I'm never happy about that, man. And until it's over, it's until it's over. it's over. I still remember being a kid rooting for Maryland against Duke um, and that Jay will come back, man. Anything can happen. And especially at, at times the way the pr- pressure can pressure can frustrate if you haven't seen it all game and if you don't have the right combination. You know, hey, I, I just –
1: Yeah, you you never know. You. you're right. And you mentioned Jalen knocking down those late free throws. That's something that will get lost in this game. But I'm – I'm thrilled that he made those. He made all four of his attempts today or yesterday. I'm sorry, and he had struggled at the line in the few times that he'd gotten there. They showed the graphic, three of ten. They showed that graph three of ten he took his first attempt of the game, and I'm like, man, I didn't even know it was that bad. But for him to be three of ten going into that game and knock down all four of his attempts, it was really nice. I think he's starting to get more and more comfortable, and you know he's still young. This is still his first year. Actually doing the damn thing, he's he's coming along nicely. Six rebounds yep. too. That's that's huge. We talked about this since Oscar left. We got to have yep. that production from our wing guys getting getting on the glass, and he did a good job. Three offensive rebounds too. He was he was big. Yeah, I mean it, it could. I mean honestly, when you get down to it, yeah.
0: guy couldn't have been more clutch. Um, in in what he was able and what he was able to do, uh, for us it's that, you know, the, night, I mean, the big three, you know, when it's tied. Um, and then obviously as, as well, um, you know, hitting those big free throws there down the stretch, uh, you know, beard then kind of has his ordeal there after we fouled them, which was just a wild situation there on the foul. Um, you know, good on Kyler Edwards to be able to create contact and make that play. Um, was just still just crazy to crazy that it happened. Um And they, they make those two free throws and then that's when all hell breaks loose with the beard, uh, with the beard tea. Um Because I'll be honest, like we said, I mean, I kind of think the deuce was trying to call timeout there and that the foul came after the mm-hmm. timeout was maybe being granted, but you know, judgment call. And, and we've seen that go the other way more than, you know, you've seen judgment calls that have went against West Virginia before too. And, I don't necessarily blame the official for making the call he did. I also don't necessarily blame Beard for being a little hot um, on that call. Uh, I was still a little surprised they said talking about Max fourth because I didn't think that officiating was I really was kind that of bad. Um, well, I mean, not no, not that bad in terms of against for Tech. Like I don't feel like don't feel like they really had any reason to be complaining about much of anything that happened. Although we shot way more free throws than them. So it's also, you know, I feel like the fish did. Yeah, a decent, I mean, it was, job. it
1: was bad overall. I think they made some rough calls on both sides. And, you know, maybe that's why, mm-hmm. especially when I don't get so hung up on it, but from his perspective, I think that it was, it was just coming. Like he was, he was bound to explode. So he, he did. He, like I said, he got his money, money's worth on that
0: one. He did, man, and man, I tell you what, though, it's still, it just, it had it had every element of like a baseball manager getting tossed, which I kind of love, um, and it, it just, it, for, from perspective of beard and and kind of my feelings toward it, you know, I I was sort of. A little bit like, come on, man, this is a little much. But then when he went over and dabbed hugs, it kind of changed my perspective on it. I love that he was fighting for his guys, and the centerfold pose was pretty sweet, too. Um, he kind of saved himself late for me with those two maneuvers in the ejection. Because otherwise, I'm like, yeah, he, come on, Chris. He stretched it out. He,
1: he took his time getting his point across. But, he, uh, yeah.
0: Nice down payment, man, he did. I love the fact we
1: held him to 5 of 17 from
0: three-point line, too, Zach. I think – it, we've talked about it a lot. People have harped about it a lot. Hugs has kind of, you know, went trickeration on them to try and get them to play play defense. Um, we played a little bit better against Kansas. I think we played a little better against Iowa State. This is the best game we played yeah, defensively. season. it was That's impressive.
1: Right? We, And Texas Tech missed shots. I mean, they, they helped us out. But, you know, we, we held their biggest guys to right around their season average, which, like we said, we can live with. And it, it turned out – it turned out well for us. We we played well against McClung for the most part. He got a few open yeah. shots, which he's going to get his buckets. There's really no stopping him from scoring for the most part. I mean, he'll have an off game every once in a while, like he no. did, against Oklahoma. But, you know, we, we did a good job overall. I'd agree that's one of our best defensive efforts of the season, if not our best.
0: Yeah, I mean, and in, in, in Zach, so kind of building off of that to kind of where we want to go um, – Moving forward, you know, they talked about last night, that game was for a a three-seed, quote-unquote, they were saying. Um, I kind of want to get into a national perspective here. You know, I feel like you've been doing your hoopage this week, you know, doing some studying before dead week, being a good student of of the game, getting ready for this bracketology uh, crash course here in about, what, less than three weeks now? It's coming. I mean, it's, it's laughable to me. That before the games last night, uh, yeah, we were a five seed, just laughable, absolutely laughable. Um, but I, I kind of want to Zach real quickly. I, I want to go down down the list here real quick and kind of say fraud or a team that you sure. really think maybe makes some noise. Okay, I think it's pretty pretty simple. We you go Gonzaga and Baylor both are definite teams that are going to make noise, yeah, right? Without a doubt, right.
1: those are those are my top two teams and college basketball right
0: now. And, yeah, I think it's fair to say, and you know what, Zach, I also want to do this too real quick with it. How we feel like how they might, how we might fare against West Virginia. Are you scared of them or not? Right. I feel like we're not necessarily scared of anybody. Um, And I wouldn't mind playing either one of these teams again, although I'd like to see, you know, Gonzaga might be a little tougher with the bigs, obviously not going to see Baylor for a while now um, due to what happened with them. But, I, you don't feel like either one of those teams are teams that we're going to necessarily be scared to go up against might be tougher matchups than what we would like, but I think we can make it work. Um, Michigan and Ohio state, Zach.
1: I think those, are both, there? those are both real teams. I, I like, I like both of what they're doing a lot. I saw today that Ohio state has the most quad one wins of any team in the country. So that's obviously a big deal. Um, Michigan, of course, has been off for a couple of weeks, but you've been high on them all season, and I think it's, it's the truth. So, I'm, I'm, I'm saying both of those are real.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? It's interesting you bring up Ohio State. Definitely has the most quad one wins. Um, getting a bunch of those as they keep kind of steamrolling through Big Ten play and, and playing well. Um, man, interesting. It's real interesting when you think about Ohio State because – I've been calling them a fraud. Um, but yet they continue to keep winning. And beating Iowa the other night was real impressive the way they were scoring. I mean, Liddell's really turning it on like the young kid as well. I think he's a pretty pretty tough, talented player. And you sit there and look at them, I mean, they're sixteen and four now. And ten and four in the Big Ten. They've they've come off, I mean, they've beaten, you know, a Wisconsin team that I'm not so sold on, Zach, to be quite honest. with you. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, but beating Iowa, I mean they've won some they've won some big games. Like you said about Michigan, not played in a while. When they were playing, they were real tough. Um, so I think, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily be scared of Ohio State if if for West Virginia. Um, but I think they are deserving of being, you know, a team that's considered a, a contender. Um now we're on to the essentially we got through the one lines on Lenardi. Um, going to the two here, you've got Villanova, Houston, Alabama,
1: and Illinois. Mm. What are you thinking there? I'm not. I'm not sold on Villanova, and I know you're not either. Illinois. Illinois can can not be a team, all. but I'm not sure how scared I'd be of them. Like you said, who are really who are we who are really going to be scared of? I think that we're a team that can fight with anybody. Um, Illinois,
0: they've obviously got Desumu. The they've got. Um, I mean, they're big. Old, yeah, old, old Kofi, old Kofi Coburn, for the artist known by a lot of people, you know, because of his spelling, um, as old as old Kofi, <laughs> old Kofi Cockburn there, um, and I mean, you know, he's an amazing, he's a monster player. I, I'm not scared of Illinois, but that's also a team that's a tough team because they've also got, you know. I think a little bit more depth on the front line than we do right now. And that would make me a little bit nervous, yeah.
1: but he's shown he and Underwood's a hell of a
0: coach too. Um, yeah. But, but also at this, Oh yeah. Right. We, we all know that. Um, not only from big 12 play, but you know, Thomas walk up another, another uh, he's probably in the death eater society <laughs> along with uh, he who should not be named um, man. Good old walk up dude. Great beard, man. Amazing play. Lumberjack man, and Lumberjacks, right. man. That was phenomenal for, for them. If, if it wasn't us, you would have loved every
1: moment of that, right? But it wasn't, so it kind changes of changes our tune. Yeah, way, that was that's a tough, tough sure. one to swallow, still is. But the Illinois tough. Underwood's got a good ball club there. Uh, Houston, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Houston, to be honest with you. You'll have to give me a little bit of the low down. Um. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know – I mean, it's a Kelvin Sampson Houston squad, so they're playing defense. Like it's going out of style. They're tough. They make they're a little more up tempo than they've been in the past. Grimes, yep. a Kansas transfer, pretty good player. Jarro's uh, also pretty pretty talented. Um, ah, man, but here's my thing with them, right? In terms of game in and game out, they haven't played the elite of the elite competition, the American. This year, while a good conference is not a great conference, they beat Texas Tech early. Um, is a good win for Houston, but then you look in that league, and I mean it's Wichita, Memphis, SMU. You know Cincinnati's down. It's just not a great league, and you got beat by the last place team in that league. East Carolina blew the doors off you in Greenville last week. Um, they did. They rebounded nicely tonight in conference beating South Florida. I like Houston, but I'm not scared to play Houston if so, I'm west. So you're Michigan. telling me that our down Lady down down. of the Lake isn't
1: a um, world beat. Oh, they sound
0: daunting. Oh yeah, man the lady of the Lady of the Lake. They, oh, I mean, it's probably. I'd say you got some real intimidating, uh, real intimidators there on the uh, on Lady on Lady of the, <laughs> the Lake squad. The triple L's there. Good Lord. I mean, that's really an opponent. Like, I know this is the season that you're in and they probably were like a five minute drive away in in, this, in Houston. and You want to get a game in, but you know, um, I mean, hell Houston, they haven't matched up in this bracket Ooh. mythically with UNBC, and we know what they're capable of. So, I mean, watch out Houston, right? No, but I mean, and seriously to also Villanova fraud because the big East, I think is a fraud this season. It's just not, not a good conference. Um, Villanova is probably the best team in that league, but I mean, yeah, I don't. How I don't good think are they really. Team
1: that I'd be too concerned with, which obviously, you know, Jay Wright's a great coach, but this isn't the Villanova team like the one they had the past couple times they've gone all the way. This isn't that team. They're ranked highly, but they're not that team.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, and you know, Zach, I'll be quite honest. I, I wa- when I have watched them, I haven't been truly impressed with them um and and I, I kind of'm sitting here trying to do a deeper dive just think about him I mean, know Gillespie's a pretty good player, but like they don't shoot the three pointer the way they've shot the three pointer in the past, and that's a huge thing um you don't I mean Samuels and Daniels are good good shooters but they're not volume shooters from three um you know your best player Robinson Earl's not a great three point shooter Gillespie's at 38 that's solid but I mean I just I don't know about them, man. This year, I, I, I'm kind of feeling a fraudish vibe off of uh, off the Wildcats there, um, old old Villanova. Um, so is that kind of you know moving off the two line? I mean, and, and also Alabama. Now that's an interesting squad. I like that they get up and down. I'm not really sure um, how good they how good they are. I'm not scared to play them. I think that game with us would be insanely yeah, I, entertaining. To I watch.
1: personally love Nate Oates. I think he's an excellent, excellent coach guy that I would love for us to get once Huggins, you know, yes. decides to walk off into the sunset. But, you know, Alabama's playing good ball. Um they got real real nice players. Petty's a hell of a guy. Uh, I I'd I'd be interested to see how yes. he, we fared against them, but they're a team I'd I'd say could make a nice little run in the tournament.
0: Yeah, i I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely buying Alabama stock on making it run. Um, like you said, I mean, Petty's electric. They've got – a, I mean, they've got about three to four – actually four guys here that that are really at 40% from the three-point line um, that play significant minutes. They spread it, and they like to go up-tempo, and they play a hard brand of basketball. Kind of – if you remember those Buffalo teams mm-hmm. that we've seen before, that's Nate Oates. Um we we kind of you know we we know a little bit about what that's about. We saw them and you know, and kind of from that that Hurley kind of DNA background too. So they're going to be tough. That's not a team that I think is a fraud by it, in no stretch of the imagination. You get on the three line here, Zach, Missouri, just, a they just fraud, rod. Missouri on notice. Man. They got beat by old Miss. Kermit Davis and the yeah. boys put it on them, eighty eight to fifty nine. Missouri. That three seed and you beating Bama—that's a great win. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> get the fuck off the three line. Yeah, they're—they're not—they're uh, not a team I'd be concerned with in the slightest. I mean, uh, they're an old team.
0: I mean, they are—they've got guys that literally their youngest player is 21 years old. They stayed together, but I remember these guys playing in Morgantown last year um, for the win that hugs passed Rupp, and they couldn't. They couldn't do anything. I mean, so great turnaround by them, but not a three seed. Um, I mean, Xavier and Drew Smith, I like Tillman inside. I mean, they're a tough team. I think I really am kind of looking at them as being a team I might put into the Sweet 16, but they're a fraud on that three line, man. Like, they're going to have to get a good draw, and, and the turnaround's great, but fraud, man. Good, good for Conzo, but fraud on the three, no doubt. Um, other three other uh, teams on the three there, Zach. Uh, team we've beaten twice, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, obviously, that should probably change. Um, and then you have Virginia and Texas. What do you think about those? I three? like
1: Virginia. I like Virginia every year for the most part, but I really like what they can do. They've got a real, a real nice point guard and KJ Clark. Jay Huff can stretch the floor now. He he couldn't do that his first couple of years uh, down. Yeah, he's he's bombing away. He got Hauser can bomb some threes. One of the Hauser twins. Um, they they've got they've got some dudes. I I like them. They're a tough
0: team. I, I yeah, you got you know I mean they are the defending national champs still. Um, you know I mean man I tell you what when Hauser gets a three pointer yeah. I I expect it I expect it to go in. Same I mean honestly sort of the same with Huff. Um, and I mean, I mean, my guy, they shoot the three as a team, Zach, at 39.8, but you've got a guy, you know, I mean, insane, insane that Murphy 47.9, wow. Jay Huff 47.9, Sam Hauser 42.9. Um, yeah, I mean, when, when your worst central three point shooter is in the starting lineup <sighs> guy plays big minutes, that's putting up a mass amount of threes. Yeah. The shooting thirty you percent, know, you're you're doing all right. Um yeah, I am with you on that. Virginia is just a tough they're a tough team. The way they play that pack line D it's a good squad. Not a team that I'd really want us to see either in uh in March. I don't would, would not want to see Virginia in our in our bracket there in a sweet sixteen game. That that
1: game would yeah, give me a little I, bit of I think know. uh I think Tony is, he's one of the best coaches out there. And you know, he'd he'd find a way to scheme up against us. I think. That's a team I'd rather not see. Not a team I don't think we can beat, but... One of the teams... Yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, the last two times
0: we've played them, we've beat them, you know. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think that's that's a tough team for us, too, um, in a matchup. A matchup I'd rather avoid, for sure. Uh Texas, I mean, we're going to see them here a couple of weeks. I think they're a little they're high on that three right now, and them, you know, in... I do, too, man. They, I think they got lucky to beat enough. us in Morgantown, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, they got kind of a lot of love for a shellacking of Kansas when they had them third, which really, when you think about it now, that was more what Kansas was than what they were when they played us and made 17 threes when we were playing a 2-3 matchup because he shall yeah. not be named, um, couldn't guard the post. Um. And, you know, they lost a tough one to Oklahoma. But, I mean, they've lost now three of four. They've been on the pause. Um, the Kentucky game got coveted as well. Um, I mean, luckily for Texas, they've got TCU and um, Oklahoma and Iowa State before we get them. So they've got three games, probably two of the three you would expect them to win um, before yeah, we go really down there. Like and I'm excited to get ass. them again. I really am. I think we owe them one, uh, and and man, when you think about Texas though, Zach, I mean, do you like them in the tournament, or what's your feeling on them there, man, on that? Because I mean, I, I just there's something about them. I think their senior guards might make them be a second weekend team, but I just don't buy them as a legit. Team yeah, I don't all. It's, it's like that either.
1: Um, you know, having good guards in the tournament is is critical. When they have good, experienced guards, like you said. They got, they've got not- yeah. I mean, James, James <laughs> Pullman, Ramey Pullman Ramey the law Jones, Jones, and
0: man. You know, attorneys at <laughs> <of> law. <laughs> yep, attorneys at, attorneys at law. We uh we feed yeah. it into Greg
1: Brown and <laughs> Kai Jones. feel Jericho Sims. I, for your answers, they can be dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Yep. but they're they're hitting the skid right now. It's not at the best time. They don't have a lot of time to get things right and. You know they may, they may yeah. use those games against TCU, and you said it was Kansas State. Yeah, they may you know, Iowa State. They may use it, the get other right, but, no, know, I mean, the state's right, but no. I Kansas State, State I, did to them last night. I, to I, say I, that TCU and Iowa State, one of the two, might not actually get them, and that's that's damning. Yeah, it it, it really
0: is. Um, I mean, Kansas State had every chance to get them last night, right? Um, and I heard this stat today, Zach, and this one kind of blew my mind. Um, Shaka Smart has only won two tournament games if you exclude that's, the Final that's Four one run I was point out. with out His lack
1: of tournament success in Texas kind of gives me pause to say that they're even a the second-weekend team. I mean, I think that they have the ability to be that. They have the talent to be that. But it's kind of like a we'll see situation. I don't, I don't expect it, but they could. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, here's a couple other four seed teams here, yeah. Zach. Tennessee. Um, not impressed by them at all. I mean, not impressed at all. I don't. When I watch them, I don't see it. We're gonna get Oklahoma again, a four seed. Um, I was on the four. That would be an interesting matchup with us. And then USC, I mean, any of those stick out as teams that, like, you really
1: um, don't want to see
0: on I was, our side of
1: the bracket? I was tricky. I mean, if, if, they're right, if they're right, they are as tough as anybody out there. They can really light can it up. Obviously, Garza is a huge matchup problem for most teams. Obviously, we could put Culver on them, and they could have one hell of a battle. But they've got a lot of shooting. But their defense is complete ass. So, you know, it'd be it'd be a fireworks show. But they've been having some tough times. They've been having some tough times recently and you only just got uh, it, it would be a fireworks show. I'm not too terrified of them, but they are a team that if they get hot, they're gonna
0: We scan Toussaint's pretty good. I mean, McCafferty's a solid player as well. I mean Bohannon can make shots. I kind of like Iowa in the tournament. I think they're kind of getting clogged down with the Big East grind – or the Big East grind – the Big Ten grind. Kind of reminds me of those old Big East days and kind of how tough that league is right now. And everybody knows everybody so well. I can see that. I think in March might be a little different for them. Um, Yeah, I kind of see that. USC on the floor was surprising to me. I've watched them play. They're not explosive. They don't really score the ball that well, but Mobley's a great player for them. Um, I mean, 15-3, and like it's – yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to know about them, right? I mean, they have two dudes in in double figures. Um, I mean, Evan Mobley's – you know, everyone talks about him being a great player. Um, I mean, he averages 16.3 and 9, but it always seems to be a quiet 16.3 and 9 as well. Um, And maybe that's just because I'm not feeling like they're being tested uh, out there right now. Because in in reality, I mean, you look at USC's wins, and man, like, that's the quietest four seed I've ever heard uh, or ever seen, for that matter. It's a bunch of trash, quite honestly.
1: That's the Pac-12. Maybe other than
0: UCLA. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it... When when you have the conversation, is the Pac-12 on the same level as the West Coast? You got to kind of wonder.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not too sold on those guys. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: that got a couple a couple more teams here real quickly. I mean, we know in terms of Florida State, I think it's a very interesting squad to look out for. They're on the five right now as well. Purdue's got a a tough team, but not scared of playing them for sure. Um, I mean, and then, like, you look into the six area there, you got Creighton, uh, Rutgers, Kansas as a six just looks awesome, Uh, you know. And then you got 10 North
1: Carolina. Like, is there a blue blood that you're nervous gets in the tournament and really figures it out? Man, none come to mind right now. I really – I really could see us being one of those teams that gets in the tournament and just blows it up because we're we're just we're figuring things out at the right time. It seems obviously things should change over the next few weeks, but I really do like what WVU is doing. That may be a homerism. I you know I've been known to be yeah. a little in favor of my team, who's who amongst us isn't. But I I like to think that I'm pretty even keel for the most part. Yeah. But they're I mean, they're playing pretty hot right now. Zach, I
0: mean, I'll, I'll agree with you and say honestly, man, like, other than Gonzaga and Baylor, I don't... And and I guess, like, I want to say Michigan's real good, too. I don't see anybody that, like, I don't feel comfortable playing or I feel like I'm nervous about playing um, with the way West Virginia is now playing basketball. Uh, I just... I say, let's go play them, man, and I would be okay with that. Like, I feel like we have Final Four potential now. Um, And I don't know if we would have said that before the pause. I think we even kind of said, let's hope for Sweet 16 and kind of get ready for next season. But now it's – the goalpost. uh, there's so much parity out there. there.
1: I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor, we keep coming back to them. They are the two teams the most be reckoned with. I think everybody – out there would pretty much agree with that but beyond them I think it's a free-for-all and even still it could be a free-for-all including them there is almost as much parity this year as any other year in my opinion
0: 100% I mean it's it's almost to a point where it's like it's tough to 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 nail down teams like in, in without being biased without saying yeah i feel like West Virginia is just as good and just as capable as any other team in the country of winning four games to get to the, to the final four. And if you win the four games to get to the final four, then you just got to win another weekend tournament.
1: I'm right and there with you, my
0: friend. I think we're fully capable of doing that. I mean, and it's, it's crazy. It's, it's wild to think, but I don't think we're that far off. I mean, I think the key is to continue to finish strong, to avoid, that dreaded four let's, seed
1: let's in the bracket obviously it's going those two teams have a lot to do with what other teams are, are doing right now board and the conference tournaments if if they happen then right before the seeding gets um, played out but how do you how do you see us get into the three and maybe even the two line what do you think we have to do to make that happen
0: who that's I mean, that's, that's a real interesting question. Um, I mean, I think now with what we've done here, you know, after last night and seeing a, seeing a three seed of Missouri just get blown off the floor earlier today. Um, I agree. You know, you almost feel like we're, we're on that three line now, I feel like,
1: uh,
0: and good place to be. Um, you like being in that bottom section avoiding the big dog at the one, uh, up there like we said I look at it and say okay Oklahoma I want to go out there and and revenge that revenge that game I think you got to get that one I think Zach honestly I look at the four games remaining that are on the schedule that we know are going to be played and I like our chances to win all four of them um I just think we're a better different team even than when we played Texas last time we're more comfortable with our roles I think we're learning um and I and I just feel like this team's got a little bit of a a little getting a little bit of nasty to him, right? Hugging him begging, begging him for it, and I think he's finally getting it. Um, yeah, they've got a little bit of exactly they've got a little bit of that in them, and they're getting pissed off about guys scoring. It's just there's a different you know pissed off about them scoring on them. You know they're they're getting they're getting a little bit of uh, kind of that that tenacity that they need. I think we went all four of those games. I think at that point in time, man, I was kind of saying this the other day, depending on how the the, the cancellations come back into play, we know TCU and then you got Oklahoma State, Baylor, Baylor, right? Um, how how that may shake out, we don't know, which makes it tough to totally project what you got to do to do it. But I'll say this, Zach, if we're sitting here entering entering March – and I mean, we're going to play the conference tournament over playing regular season games. I don't think there's Absolutely. any any denying or doubting that that's going to happen, correct? So you're sitting there potentially if you win all four of those games, which I think is a real possibility. And let's just say you lose one, right? Let's say you lose one and you're 17 and six and you're 10 and four. Let's just say you lose to Texas. 17 and six, 10 and four. Let's say you make up a TCU game, maybe make up a Baylor game, you go one and one. So then you're sitting at eighteen and eighteen and seven. Uh I think you win a game, maybe two get to the get into that maybe Big Twelve title game potentially. Uh I think you get into the Big Twelve title game, I think you have a two for sure locked up. I think if you lose in lose in the semi, so probably
1: for sure a three. Went out, get the whole thing.
0: That's thirty to a one. Oh, Zach, I've 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 been pondering. I won't lie to you. Been pondering that one because, like we said, we think we've got a real good chance to potentially win these next four games. Um, winning out. That's what what I'm saying. Includes you. Winning the Big Twelve tournament as well.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, I think if you win the Big Twelve tournament, I think that's a lock. Um, I even think if you get to the Big Twelve title game,
1: you think they put us up there playing with baseball, that many losses? I, I know there might be some good losses, the but then put a five-loss team on the one line, I feel like they'd be. I mean, that could happen. I mean, but yeah, you're right. I think you can. I think this
0: year, I think you you'd almost have to.
1: Yeah, you're right. I
0: mean, look at Ohio State, they have four. Currently they have them on the one line. Um I feel like I feel like if you make the Big Twelve tournament title and you're sitting there and you're essentially twenty two and six at that point in time, yeah, you're gonna get the one over a Houston team that's twenty twenty four and two. Yeah. And I'd, beat nobody. I'd say you're absolutely right. Other than a team that you beat twice. I think it comes down to the fact that, I mean, West Virginia, I mean, you look at this, look at the, look at the wins. Um, I mean, I don't think we have, but three wins, maybe. It isn't versus a tournament team at this point in time. Um, I mean, maybe Richmond's still in the bubble there, but like VCU's looking solid to potentially win the A-10. South Dakota State, we know, um, You know, it was making noise there early in their league. And if I'm not mistaken, still doing pretty damn well um, out there in in the summit. You know, when you look at the big 12 wins that we have, it's – I mean, Oklahoma State's a good win. You know, North Texas is doing well. Richmond's doing well. Um, I mean, Texas Tech twice now in a row. That's our big feather in our cap, obviously, in Kansas – I mean, really would like to get back Oklahoma because then I yeah, think that really gets the ball rolling in these I'm conversations just, that we're having. And Western Kentucky is another good win, by the way, too, Zach. Yeah. Um, man, I was really, real quickly here, bud, as we kind of finish off. I asked you last time, did you have anything that's kind of uh, you've been needing to put somebody on notice I wanna, that you've seen? I don't want to go. Because I have along one
1: your... in particular. Your Cal just because he, I guess he's a fan of the pod. He he switched off of the off of the blazer in the quarters. Of, he's finally getting with the program. <laughs> yeah, then still didn't more Arkansas broke their hey, skin.
0: He's trying anything <laughs> to get wins at
1: this point. Oh man, the yeah, what game, a win, so what Cal a to for that to screwed finish up too. UK I mean, is they couldn't even finish. run. What a finish! Um, a play at the end to even get a shot off coming out of a timeout. That's that was brutal.
0: <laughs> I mean not anything was probably gonna happen on that play, but still, like you gotta at least at least get one off, right? Um and you know what? I am like you said, glad the Cal, you know, maybe going back off okay. the Blazer game. Um um Zach as always, my friend, great one, um, man. Hoops is hoops is officially in the forefront now, man. I mean, the next big event in the sporting news calendar would be would be the dance. It's
1: going to shine even brighter this year. This it's is shine, this is bright. the
0: one shining moment of the year, man. We're we're coming to it. Oh, it is, and man, how incredible would that be to see old Bobby Huggins getting up on a Warner ladder? And snipping a few few bit, bits bits of that net there in Indianapolis after not getting to see a tournament last year. Hey, tears, <laughs> tears anyway. of joy, tears of joy, and five thousand dollars would be coming in my pocket. So I uh, would 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 love that as well. well. I've hey, had kids yet, so, well. so I'd say that'd be up there it'd be, for me. It'd be probably the best day of my life. I, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it, those are events and. You know, say hopefully for your sake you only get married once. I know some people will get married more than once, so you could maybe even make the argument for them that they oh, can yeah. they can maybe even uh, say the uh, mounties win the title might be the best day of their life. Whew. That was a fun one there with Zach. You kinda heard us there uh, start sort of thinking about how high that team could get. How high could our mountaineers potentially Rise to um, with the good rest of February and, and, a, and a strong performance in the conference tournament and uh, man it's getting real exciting to kind of think about where this team could potentially get to and and um, you know you get a good enough seed you're you're able to avoid some of the better teams maybe a team that might give you a tougher matchup and maybe somebody else is able to knock them out and you know that's what the dance is all about and this year with the amount of parity that's in the land of college basketball any thing is possible guys we thank you for joining us here on the porch we'll be back with some more stuff here later on this week Um, gonna be gonna be joined by mr rusk um here on on the pod we're gonna talk all things college hoops kind of a national perspective even a little bit like we did there with zach in this one so we hope you join us and uh you guys take it easy and let's get ready there for saturday afternoon versus the sooners in the coliseum we owe
1: those guys thanks again y'all take it easy